The best way that I like to describe it is like, you know, those finger traps where they're like woven and you stick your fingers in and the harder you resist, the harder it is to get your fingers out. But the second you surrender, you can just very easily grab your fingers and just like take it out. That's running in a nutshell. Welcome to Naturally Well, a podcast to help you live a healthier and happier life with a Nordic twist. I'm your host, Kate Turner, registered dietitian, personal trainer, Nordic Naturals nutrition specialist, and owner of Live Well with Kate. Today's guest is running coach and creator of the Badass Lady Gang, Kelly Roberts. Kelly's pre-Badass Lady Gang fitness routine consisted mostly of struggling through the elliptical and trying to shrink her body. It wasn't until hitting post-college life, poised with a theater degree, student loans, and the onset of panic that she found running. Running forced Kelly to ditch perfectionism and stomped out the fear of failure. Viral selfies from the NYC half marathon struck a chord with women who could relate to the struggle, and soon the women's running community, Badass Lady Gang, was born. The Badass Lady Gang is about enjoying life with a side of running. Kelly's philosophy measures success by confidence gained, not pounds lost. If you aren't having fun, it's time to pivot. Kelly is an RRCA certified coach and has completed Dr. Stacey Sims' Women Are Not Small Men certification course, helping coaches better serve their female athletes. Over the years, Kelly has coached thousands of women from brand new runners to those chasing Boston Marathon's qualifying times. Over the years, Kelly has coached thousands of women ranging from brand new runners to those chasing Boston Marathon qualifying times appeared on the cover of Women's Running Magazine, joined Nike at the Women's World Cup, and created a worldwide body image empowerment movement called the Sports Bra Squad. And she currently lives in Brooklyn, New York. In this episode, Kelly shares how to become a runner and enjoy it, whether that's training for a race or just going out for a quick run when you feel like it. Kelly is here to share all her secrets to staying consistent with running and how it can be the best free therapy for your mental health. Kelly, welcome to the show. I think this is going to be a fun conversation. I can just tell by your energy, we are going to have a good time. And we're also going to help people. And I'm like the perfect person to be on the other end of this conversation because I'm not a huge fan of running. So we're going to get everyone by the end of this podcast to be like, I want to go for a run. And I want to go because I'm going to enjoy it. And I love it. But thanks so much for being here. I'm so happy to be here. Ironically, I think I'm also with you. Like, I love to hate running. (laughs) I wouldn't say I'm like out there drunk on the punch trying to like (laughs) trick people into doing this thing that is most of the time not great. Well, yeah. And you know what? Let's start off with because I mean, even myself, I don't know your full story. Can you just tell our listeners a little bit more about like your journey with running and just starting the Badass Lady Gang and how that came about? Yeah, so I've I've come a long way. I've been running for 10 years and in those 10 years really went from like 0 to 100 like very very quickly. I have ran 100 million marathons it feels like. I think I've done 11 marathons in that 10 years. Oh I've probably gosh. done over 100 half marathons. I've done so I don't even know. You're making I've done, me sweat right now, by the way. I'm sweating. Just well, saying of, that. If my therapist was listening, she was like, it all makes sense. It all makes <laughs> sense. But I, I found running later in life. I had a very, very terrible relationship with being active for most of my life. Like I didn't play sports growing up. I was a theater kid. 
I didn't enjoy it. The only thing I really ever truly enjoyed was golf. But I had a tough relationship with my dad growing up and he was the one who was really pushing golf on us. And I kind of quit to spite him, which like I regret so much because I love it so much. And like we do it now and we all have so much fun. Mm-hmm. But I always had just like a very complicated relationship with sports. And when I was in college, my younger brother passed away. Suddenly he was in an accident and and he was gone. And I was really struggling with my grief and fitness kind of became a way, one of two tools that I had to really just like not deal with my grief when I didn't have to deal with it. When I think in the first two years, anyone who's lost someone suddenly, you know, like that's cute that you think you can like not grieve for like whatever, because it's truly like tidal waves. Like it's your life is just ruled by these like just getting rocked constantly and you never know where it's going to come or what it's going to come from. And I was really struggling with insomnia. I, I just was in such a bad place for that first year or two. But luckily, I was I was getting my undergraduate degree in theater. So I had like a rock solid community and the safest place to kind of start to deal with grief. You know, like all my professors knew what was going on. So they just let me play with every single monologue or scene that had to do with death that I that I could, you know, so I could just kind of like start to speak the language or work through feeling what other people feel, which was really helpful to me. But then I would work out like a, like a maniac. I would go to the gym for an hour, hour and a half in the morning, and then I'd go for an hour and an hour and a half between classes and nighttime rehearsals so that when I got home at, you know, like 11 or 12, I would just immediately go to bed and I didn't have to sit and think. And it was not great, but it helped me survive. And when I graduated, I lost my gym. I lost my, you know, this this incredible ecosystem where I just got to like perform and play and suddenly I was out in the real world and I was like oh my god what do I do I can't keep running from this grief that I literally just haven't had the courage to work through yet so I started running you know (laughs) and I was like great this is another great way to like exhaust myself and not feel my feelings this is great and it gave me a way because I'm just not a very good runner like I'm not a naturally gifted runner And it gave me a way to really like run down perfectionism and do something that I was really afraid, you know, I wouldn't be able to do. And I didn't have any friends. So it filled time. And to me, I was like, this is a really healthy hobby, which I now know, like I wasn't taking the most most healthy approach to it. But I very quickly ran a half marathon. I started running on Thanksgiving Day 2012 when I ran my first half marathon in January. And then I ran a marathon like four months later. And then I was like, if I can run a marathon, there's nothing I can't figure out how to do. You know, I just did what I thought was the most impossible thing for me. So I moved to New York and then very quickly went viral for taking selfies with hot guys behind me. But while I ran a half marathon, like six months later. So then I started a blog and I started writing about my experience because when I got started in 2012, 2013, running influencing wasn't a thing. All the blogs were fast. They all talked about BQing and training seriously. And I'm like, but no one's talking about crying in street corners or grief. Like, where's my experience? So I started making like funny content. And then this like organic community kind of started to get its footing and founding. And people started to come because I would make really funny content and shareable content. And 
with time, I started chasing bigger goals. I tried to qualify for the Boston Marathon and had like a vlog and a podcast that kind of like went alongside that. And with time, the Badass Lady Gang was born just out of the women I was training with, you know, fat women, old women, women who I think the running industry would never call badass, 15 minute milers, like all these like really, really fun women were surrounding me. And we, I just called us the Badass Lady Gang because I thought it was funny. Like it was such like an enigma of words together that didn't really ring true for us, but was true. We were doing badass stuff and we were out there being loud and, and unladylike. And so it just felt right. And with time, I became a running coach and really just, I got tired of constantly begging the brands I was work, working with to support runners that I surrounded myself with in a way that like supported them and not just these like cookie cutter nine minute mile kind of stuff that everyone does because it's different. And I just got tired of waiting and I'm like, we're just going to do it ourselves. So everything we do is really based in like the mental game of running. It's real. We always joke that like the baddest lady getting to therapy pipeline is like two or three months long, you know, because we start to give you the language and the tools that you need to start to understand how to get familiar with your thoughts and what you believe to be true about yourself so that you can start to work on that stuff because running is such a good way. It's a low barrier way to work on yourself. It's not like relationships where anyone who's been through therapy and you've worked on yourself in relationships or at work, you know, there's stakes, you know, there's stakes attached to everything that you do. And there's other people, but with running, like no one cares if you don't hit your mile repeat workout. No one cares if you fall short of your goal. They care that you're disappointed. You know, that's not fun. But at the end of the day, everyone's just amazed that you're out there. You know, no one's sitting there like you're not going to lose your sponsorship money or like you're not going to get dropped by anything. But you always have another another chance to try again. So that's kind of the evolution. No, I love that. And what like what would you say, Kelly, that you found for yourself, but then also this community that you've built? What's the best part about running for you and what you find for most people that you're training with or just, you know, t- touching each time? It's the connection piece of it for me, I think, is what keeps me with it. The, I, I, it's just such a great way to hang out with people who you probably won't cross paths with in your life. You know, they're not the people that you'll, you'll normally gravitate to or find yourself surrounded by. I really love that piece of it. And then the other piece of it is just the mental stuff. You know, like I am someone who loves to work on herself. Like I am the self-help book queen. I'm, I'm the weekly therapy goer. You know, I've been doing it for a really long time now. I now see like how important it is. I, I'm it, it comes and goes. Like when I'm in big transition periods, I'm like heavily back in therapy. But running really does give me the space to like really take a a good look at myself and say like what's working, what's not working, and and what are the places that I'm afraid to be honest with myself about, and then I can work on it there. You know, it's like. It is the the safest place to drag your shit in the room and get dirty. Yeah, no, it's funny you say that because like I said to you, I'm not, I don't love running. Um, My husband and I are actually training for, our, well, not his first, but our first together sprint triathlon. So I run oh my as God. a component. So I only have to run, tw- right now for our training, I only have to run for 20 minutes, but it's a, it's a grueling 20 minutes. Um, But I actually am finding I'm, kind of craving it more 
Oh. Definitely more running outside. I do not like running on a treadmill. But what I would love to get your advice on for someone who's like, you know, I want to be, whether you want to call it, like I want to be a runner or I just want to be able to like go for a run on a random day and not feel like, oh no, can I really do this? What would you, what's like your best advice for where do you start both physically to prepare yourself and then, which I think is the bigger hurdle, mentally. Like when you're sitting there like, okay, I'm going to go for a run, but I'm not, I'm not great at running or I haven't run in a couple of years. Like, oh, it's going to be right. You, you think of all the things, where would you start physically and mentally before you're going to start kind of like getting into running or getting back into running? Start with the mental piece of it. Grab a pen and paper or grab your phone and just hit the voice note and talk to it so that it like transcribes your what you're saying out loud. Ask yourself, what are the expectations that I have? How do I think I'm going to feel on that run? If you can get really honest with yourself about that expectation, whether it's this is going to be miserable, this is going to be terrible, I'm going to feel like dirt, the time is going to like 20 minutes is going to feel like 30 days, whatever it is, or you the expectation might be it's just 20 minutes like that's not a long enough workout maybe i should go for longer i can do 20 minutes pretty easily and then you get out there and you're struggling 30 seconds in and you and then the what oh my god mm-hmm. i'm in such good shape why do i feel the way i do right now like what am i doing wrong like all this stuff starts to come out so if you can get really specific about expectations that you might have before you go into it It's a lot easier to put the fires out once they start coming up because you're like, oh, that's just because my lived experience is not aligning with the expectations that I imagined were going to happen. And that's okay. Like, I didn't, I can't predict the future. I don't, I didn't know that this was going to feel significantly harder than I thought. It's nothing on me. This is just our starting space. So right now I'm going to check in and say, how do I feel? Am I huffing and puffing? Great. It's time for a walking break what? You've only been running for 45 seconds. You shouldn't take a walking break. And it's like, yes, take the effing walking break. You have 20 minutes, right? How you fill those 20 minutes doesn't matter. What matters is that you get it done with relatively low heart rate. So that might mean more walking breaks than you think you need. If you can do less than you think you should, it's a lot easier to keep going than it is than you like. Just push yourself to your breaking point and spend the entire time... Yeah, you're just like beating yourself up, putting yourself at risk for overuse injuries. And the whole time you're just thinking like, see, running's not for me. And it's like, no, you're just doing too much dodo. Yeah. Well, and right, there comes a point too where if you're training for something, you may want to, what, push yourself for the extra two minutes or something. But it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be that like push yourself for the extra 10 minutes or you don't need to feel amazing full time. Like I think that's no. like I I watch people that I like would consider like who are good runners and I'm like, oh, they just love it so much and they're like loving life every moment. And then like mm, they're probably not. There are people who like genuinely love running yeah. and like the like find those people. You may think that they're going to be super annoying, but I actually find that they're like such a breath of fresh air to and it, it doesn't mean that it comes easily to them. They just genuinely love the challenge and the struggle in a way that's like should put them on a list. You and know, to like, be ad- addicted to the endorphins as well. Cause like yeah. that's I mean, that's what I'm finding right now. I really don't enjoy running, but like even today, I'm like, oh, I want to go for a run. And I haven't had that feeling, Kelly, probably maybe 15 <laughs> years. 
That's I don't awesome. know. It's just not. But it was. It was a struggle at first to get back into it. And it's slowly getting easier and easier. Um, but it's, you know, you definitely have to prepare yourself mentally. Yeah. And then obviously, like, physically, again, just walk, right? Take those walking breaks. It's not a big deal. I don't know why we make Uh-oh. it out to be such a big deal. I mean, I will say sometimes I find if I do take a walking break, it's almost hard to get back into it, though. Like, it's it's a little tough to get back into the stride. But like you said, if you're just doing it, right, like you're whether you're walking, you're running, but you're just moving for that set amount of time, you know, you're going somewhere. But it's the same thing as like, you may find that it's hard to get going again. But yeah. even if you can't get going again, pay attention to how you feel, right? Disappointment's not bad. When we're disappointed yeah. in ourselves, it is a really great opportunity to be like, I probably could have started running again. And like, I kind of feel crappy that I like stopped myself from just doing it, right? And now the 20 minutes is over and I like didn't show up for myself in the way that I kind of wanted to. And that's where you make like the mental like, okay, next time I'm going to try to make a different decision. But the try is the optimal word because saying next time I'm not going to do that, like don't set yourself up for super like rigid rules. Just continue to try to like ask yourself, can I get going now, you know, and just see what happens. If you can live in that space, it is it is a lot easier to just make the harder choice in the moment because it just drives me nuts. Like no one talks about how hard it is to get started and get restarted, you know, even when you're fit. But like if you're not fit, fitness is not fun. There's nothing fun about it. I don't care if you're doing the thing you love most in the world. Like it sucks so much until you have like a baseline fitness that you're not feeling like you're about to die. It is such a struggle. And I feel like we aren't honest enough with people about that because Who's making content when they're just getting started? It's too hard to talk. You can't make content. What are you going to do? Just show people dry heaving? You're dry heaving after a 15-second run? I think like a lot of people have... That's something that comes up for them is they're like, oh my God, I can't even... I can't even do half of what this thing is asking me. I have like a free couch to 5K plan with the guided runs. Mm-hmm. And people email me like, I can't keep up. And I'm like, repeat weeks. Yeah. You know, th- this isn't like one size fits all. You need to like make decisions for yourself and be smart about it, right? It might take you 12 weeks where someone else might do it in four. And would you say, Kelly, it's it's really about like the consistency of it? Like even yes. if you're repeating weeks and it's like just just get out and doing it, right? Or d- doing a, right, a shorter amount of time or less intensity, but it's just like doing the act. I, you know, I'm sure you've read Atomic Habits if you said you're a like self-help junkie. Of course. And I love one of the things we talk about is like even just go, like let's say you're not a gym goer, but you just, you drive to the gym, you spend five minutes there and you leave. And then maybe the next week you spend 10 minutes there. And it's like just like it can be the shortest amount of time, but it's the consistency of actually going that helps you build the habit and also like helps right? Like with your, the physical aspect too, to have you be able to run. But I'm curious because you had a great video on your Instagram, but it was your secrets through getting through rough patches of a long run. Can you share some of those 
some of those secrets when you're actually, you know, if someone is training or a long run, right? A long run is different for everyone else. Like my 20 minute run is a long run for me. Yes. Yes. Like it's a long run. And so I usually I tell my husband, I'm like, all right, what do we have gossip for this run? Because I need something to just take my mind off of the fact that we're running. Um, but yeah, what are some of your best secrets through getting through those those rough patches on a long run? Yeah, and I'm totally with you. 20 minutes is a long run. If you're if you're like just getting back into the swing of things, a 10 minute run might be your long run. So like just remember the perspective element of it. If you're seeing these people training for marathons and you're like three hours, like that's a long run. And you're like, no, 20 minutes. It's a long run. That's long. I think the biggest, the, the best way that I like to describe it is like, you know, those finger traps where they're like woven and you stick your fingers in and the harder you resist, the harder it is to get your fingers out. But the second you surrender, you can just very easily grab your fingers and just like take it out. That's running in a nutshell, right? That is what it means to run, whether it's a long run, a short run, a speed play day, that's running. You want to get to your, you want to get to a place where you're not panicked. You're not letting anxiety or fear or hyper vigilance of breathing or other things or like, oh my God, why does my cat feel like that? Whatever it is, you don't want to let those things take over. You want to be able to be in a rough spot and say, dang, I feel like dirt right now. I'm having a really challenging moment. And then you turn to your tool belt and say, what do I have in my tool belt to help me get out of this moment? Right. There's a couple different things that can be super helpful. Right. One is a buddy. Is there someone that you can run with in person? You have your partner. That's fabulous, right? Even if you start together, right? Like that's a nice way to like connect, come together, have an accountability buddy, and then go your separate ways and then maybe meet up after. If you don't have someone in person, call someone. Call your most talkative friend, the friend who does not ask you, how are you? Call that person. This is their time to shine because guess what? You're probably not gonna be able to talk very much anyway, but you can like, the yeah, oh my God. That's so funny that you can get those three words out, you know, like you can do that. So you have those two. Three is like audiobook, podcast, banging playlist, Mm -hmm. you know, like I have curated playlists that like I will listen to death. And I almost like every time I like to like talk myself out of going for a long run, I'm like, just think of your year end Spotify, Kelly, like you want to be in the top 1% of Beyonce. So you better get out there (laughs) do your work. So that you can rub it in everyone's face that you listen to the most Beyonce out of anyone in the world. You know, like sometimes that alone is enough like extrinsic motivation. I love that. I don't think I've heard anyone tell you that's what what their their goal and motivation is. But I love it. I want to be better than everyone else when it comes to being a Beyonce fan. I love it. I set high standards for myself. (laughs) Too good. You can listen to really specific music, music that really gets you excited and don't let yourself listen to it other times. You know, like it might be like a special treat for you. Another thing is like, you just need to know that you're going to have rough patches in any given day. If you can in that moment, know that like there are more joyful moments ahead. There are happier miles ahead. I just kind of need to get through whatever this weirdness is. I will move through it, right? Like, I try really hard with my athletes when they're like, I had a bad run. I crashed and burned. I always am like, can we switch that to like, I just had a really challenging run and I had a couple moments that were really, really dirt. It's like perfect. Most of that run yeah. was really dirt. You have a couple of moments that were actually fun. Great. Well, do you define how you can have fun on the run? 
If not, that's a step that you need to do. What is fun for you? Because guess what? If you don't go into it knowing what you can do, like how do you expect you're going to make the right decision in the moment? Yeah. No, those are such good pieces of advice. I even love the one of like only listen to your your special running music when you're going to run because it does it is like that special treat. I know yeah. like my husband and I have found it's like it's just a time for us to like be solo without the kids and even though it's for 20 minutes, it's great and you can like catch up on things. And that's kind of, you know, the last question I want to ask you is what's your best advice for balancing life and training, especially if you are training for, you know, a longer run, whether it's a half marathon, a marathon, and you know, some of those runs, like they take a lot of time. You know, you're talking to someone who's a mom of two under two and I'm like, we probably can only do a 20 minute run. I don't even see the time of when we could do it more. What's your best advice for, you know, balancing both? I I think it's just the funniest concept, like balance. I don't know her. Like that doesn't exist. <laughs> if you don't have the yeah. cash to hire people to watch your kids when you run, like you, there will be no balance and there will be no perfect like cycle. True. It always cracks me up when, cracks me up and fills me with rage. When I see people commenting, like, you just need to wake up earlier. And I'm always like, the worst advice sometimes, you know, like, yeah. there are people who survive on very little sleep and they do the most. I think that's great for you. But for most people, you need sleep because guess what? It doesn't matter how much work you're doing. If you're not giving yourself enough chance for like restful sleep, none of the adaptations will happen from the training you're doing. So what's the point? You know, like you need to make sure that you're prioritizing some kind of rest. Like so just for me to sit here right now and say to you, like, you really need to make sure you're getting eight hours, Kate, is like, LOL. What? Like, that's hilarious. Make sure you turn your phone off next to your bed. You're like, yeah, well, guess what? I've got kids who wake up all the time. Like, that is literally like the least of my worries. You just need to make sure that you're you have the right approach to the plan that you have. If you think you're about to do five or six days a week of training, like, guess what? That's not happening. You are probably going to be able to get in four days, maybe five on good weeks. But like if there's one thing you can expect with kids, it's sickness. Like y'all are going to get sick a lot, a lot. They're going to catch everything, anything they can't catch. Like they probably already have it and they're just waiting for your longest long run or your bulkiest week or a race to give it to you. So as long as you go into it, knowing like flexibility is the name of the game, you take what you can get. You know, like for me, I'm training for a half Ironman. I don't have kids, but like... I do have a really, really demanding startup job. You know, like I work an unhealthy amount, you know, and I don't even have kids. So for me, like as much as I want to train the way I used to in my 20s, like that's not happening. I, yeah. I'm going in with a D's get degrees approach. I'm going to do the most with what I have, knowing that it's not going to be a as much as I want. And I'm going to miss a lot of workouts, but I'm going to do enough to have a strong day. So I'm finding a coach who gets that, you know, who's not yep. like, no, I want you to get the, I want you to push yourself. And it's like, you're not listening to me. I want to push myself too, but like, I'm not going to win, dude. Yeah. And, and it doesn't mean like the program, like if someone's doing a couch to 5k and they're not exactly on the program where they should be that they should just give up and not do the 5k. And it doesn't mean that they can't actually then do the 5k or do the half marathon or do the marathon or Ironman, whatever it is. Um, 
like I love what you said, Kelly. You just want to have a strong day. Yep. I think that's such a good... I mean, I'm going to take that advice for our, our sprint triathlon because I'm like, yeah, we're not really on the schedule right now. Um, but Something we'll is there. better than nothing. Something is always better than nothing. If you had an hour on your schedule and everything that could go wrong went wrong and now you only have 15 minutes, can you do a strength session? It's yep, not do the same. cross training. Mm-hmm. But guess what? Something's better than nothing. And you have to roll with the punches. If you sit there in your super rigid plan, you're just going to mind F yourself and you're just going to feel really frustrated. And you're just going to look around to everyone who see me is like doing it perfectly and somehow has the children who sit beautifully in the stroller and don't scream the entire time or demand, you know, a different Five show million on snacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To stop and count the dogs, like whatever. It's it, it's just like you got to be where you are and you have to just like pay attention to your own journey and just roll with the punches. Something's better than nothing. And it's always better to go into something undertrained than overtrained. So there's that. I love it. Kelly. I mean, how can we not end on that piece of advice, too? <laughs> um, so I we love to end every episode with a little rapid fire Q&A so our listeners can get to know you a little bit better. So first thing that comes to mind. What is your favorite de-stressing practice or support tool? Wow, therapy. Right. I was like, is she going to say running? (laughs) At least this year, like, I truly don't know what would have happened without my therapist. (laughs) I need, I need her. Like, I need water. (laughs) No, I we're big proponents of therapy over here. Um, Okay, coffee or tea? Coffee. How do you take it? I just like a little bit of milk in it. I don't like sugary drinks. Yeah, I know. I'm a good coffee half and half girl. I love it. Yeah, I love um, it. Favorite home cooked meal? <gasps> oh my God. How can you choose just one? It's probably going to be some sort of a pasta dish, like sausage mm. with like sage and butter sauce and noodles, like something with cheese, something like that. Oh my gosh. Whenever I ask this question, I'm like, Okay, when <laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, Kelly, this has been awesome. Where can people connect with you, join the badass lady gang and also just get more support if they want to get back into running or want to start running? Um and I think I also think too just like going to your page for the content. I mean, everyone should go. Thanks. You can find me at Kelly KK Roberts, all sorts of all sorts of uh equal silly and uh, insightful videos (laughs) always on the more silly side or you can just head to badassladygame.com like you can find everything we do our community everything's up there but that's the easiest way to find us awesome well thank you so much kelly and hopefully we will chat again soon thanks for having me This week's actionable step is to go out for a run, even if just for a few minutes. And remember, there is zero shame in walking as needed. Use Kelly's tips and reap all the mental benefits. Enjoy your therapy session. Thank you for listening to Naturally Well by Nordic Naturals. And remember, you can catch some of our episodes of the podcast on our Naturally Well YouTube channel. For something to do in between episodes, follow me on Instagram at livewellwithkate, where I typically live on my stories providing a variety of daily health and wellness tips. Naturally Well is hosted by myself, Kate Turner, and produced by Andrew Steven. If you have any questions, please send us an email at podcast at nordicnaturals.com, and we hope to answer your question on air. 
If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.